to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life podcast. I'm Julie Bender. I said it a little more confidently this time. You did. <laughs> Has it become normal yet? No. Of you know, course it takes not. forever. Yeah. Yeah. It takes like six months to a year. Mm-hmm. You keep writing the wrong name. At least I did. <laughs> and by the way, I'm Darlene Brock. <laughs> but you've got that down. I got it down. You've I know Darlene who I Brock am. for a few decades. A uh, long time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So this is a fun way to open the show. What's something you never do that you know you're supposed to do? Mm moisturize. I actually have gotten better at it because I, you know, I've, as I've said multiple times, I think I'm swatting wrinkles, you know, swatting. Yeah. Does that help it? No, it doesn't. But you realize you have some on your forehead. What are those? Then you get them on your cheeks. Then you get them. You just, it's like one after another, after another, you quit caring about the first ones and then you start caring about the new ones. So I'm telling all you ladies, moisturize, start young, do it often. I feel like I will get into bed at night and think, oh, I forgot to put my face cream on again. Oh, well, I'll do it tomorrow. And that happens every day. Yeah. I should stop. (laughs) Um, One thing for me is making my bed. Like, I feel like when you're an adult, you're supposed to make your bed. And I just don't. But now that I'm sharing my bed with somebody again, I'm trying really hard to make it pretty. Okay. Let me tell you what, after we got married that I did, whoever gets out last makes it. Well, that worked really well when I had to get up early. (laughs) Now I'm the last one out. So it's on me. Doesn't get made as much. Anything else that you do that you're not supposed to be doing? Um, this one I've actually gotten a lot better at. I always wanted to fix other people's problems. Ooh. And yeah, that's I, right. We talked about you being the fixer. Yeah, I, I am. I mean, I, you know, I fix toilets and I think <laughs> I need to fix people's problems. I don't know. They're <laughs> not the same thing, but I think it's my nature. And I realized sometimes it wasn't on me to do it. And sometimes even if I helped them long-term, it didn't change their lives. And so I had to learn when to step in and help and when to just go, love you. Love you. Not going to try to fix it all. Do you think the year of never-ending problems has maybe helped this for yeah, you? Yeah, I think it's helped like it's it a lot. It's like, forget it all. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's yeah. Funny. How about you, Julie? Anything else? Well, I, I feel like I need to confess the fact that I'm still really bad at opening my mail. All mail. Email. E- mail oh, mail. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I've gotten slightly better at email. Wedding planning did help that because there was always something to be checking for. But no, I still have piles of regular mail. And I just feel like I need to confess that as part of the accountability to adult slightly better. Okay. So a lot of that's going to be junk mail, right? Well, no, I throw the junk mail away. Oh, and that well, feels I'm great. I'm going to give you a break. <laughs> no. But, all right, Julie, no, open I only, your mail. Okay? I only keep like the statements and stuff that needs to then be filed. But in, one, in my mind, it's filed by sitting in piles on my desk. <laughs> it's not true at all. I love it. Ugh. Well, here's the thing that kind of inspired the idea for this show. We as women are being told everywhere we look through various media messages, you know, marketing campaigns, social media feeds, what we should be doing. And we're just overloaded with shoulds. If you want to be a strong woman, do this, do this, be this, wear this, eat that, whatever. 
But what are some things that we should not be doing as a community of women who want to be strong? What are some things we've got to say no to and we're just not going to do them? Mm. I've got one for you, Julie. We've actually got seven for them because that's the perfect number. It is, but I'm going to start with one because <laughs> I'm simple. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think we don't give up. Now, I just said I gave up fixing other people's problems, but you don't give up mm. when you know it's something that you're supposed to do. It's something that will matter long term. You don't give up when you realize that this is really important. Yeah. It's an important thing. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, I'm weary, but I can't give up. Yeah, I think sometimes we want to give up when something is either too hard or taking too long. I think those are the big hot buttons for us. It's too hard or we're growing impatient. I don't know if there's anyone else who struggles with impatience. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe at least one person just nodded along. And that's normal. You're not alone if you're given to those things. But a strong woman recognizes when, like you said, when things are important, I'm going to, maybe I have to slow down but I'm gonna keep going. Now, how does this apply? I mean, we're talking about life goals, relationships, what else? Yeah, I think, let's get real specific. Let's talk about relationships. And I'm gonna talk about parenting for those moms out there. You know, there are times where you really do just wanna walk out of the room because they, your child is out of their ever-loving mind or your <laughs> teenager is talking back one more time or you have discovered they just crawled out the window and they're off to do something they shouldn't be doing. And honestly, moms, you're exhausted. Yeah. You are emotionally exhausted. And sometimes you walk away and go, I'm not dealing with this particular one. Now, I'm not talking about the window thing, but <laughs> you know, there may be things that you go, I'm not dealing with it. But you have to look at the big picture. Mm -hmm. In the big picture, you go, do I want my five-year-old, when they're driving a car, to feel like this is acceptable behavior? Mm -hmm. You don't. So that means when they're five, you don't give up. Again, you may need to send them to your, their room and you go to yours, but just look at the long term because you don't want to give up on it. Okay, but there might be some relationships that you do give up on. We're talking to the single ladies here. If you're struggling to make it work, if there are red flags from the beginning, if he makes you feel you know, insecure, if he's incredibly impatient, give up. Yeah, <laughs> But once you're in it, once you're in the deal and you know you've chosen a good man, when you hit those bumps in the road, you don't just give up when the relationship hits a rough patch. Right. Culture says you're not happy, hit the road. But that's not actually how long-term, you know, loving, lasting marriages are built, right? It's true. It's true. Have you ever wanted to give up? Sure. Absolutely. But that's not an option, right? No, no, not that, you know, not once I was all in and committed. Now, before that, there were a couple of guys I gave up on, which <laughs> in hindsight, it was like, that was the most brilliant move of your entire <laughs> life. Um, but not when you're all in, you, you do everything you can to make it work. Yeah. Okay. You are the expert when it comes to career advice. Oh, do you feel like this, a strong woman doesn't give up applies in, you know, the career front? Absolutely. If you have a purpose or a career that you have dreamed of and longed for, you'll hear a lot of no's. You'll hear a lot of you can'ts, but that shouldn't deter you. That doesn't mean you don't have it within you. That just means that maybe you have a little more work to do. Maybe the opportunity hasn't opened up. Maybe the right position isn't there yet. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. Don't let someone else or something else deter you. 
Um, because in the end, you're fulfilling who you're supposed to be. And if you listen to someone else, or if you think this job is all I'm going to have, then you shortchange yourself and you shortchange of what you were created to be. So absolutely don't give up on that one, Julie. I think one thing to keep in mind as we're talking about, you know, you never give up. Slowing down or taking a break is not the same as giving up. Oh, no. I think that's you, a caveat we have to mention here. Absolutely. And I think it's imperative that you take breaks and you slow down because nothing is done well when it's done without rest, without thought, without time to contemplate what your next step is. It was like when I was with you in the mountains and we were going on a walk with your grandson and he was trying to keep up with me running, <laughs> which was I funny. was like, okay, since we're in the mountains, I think I'll be able to beat him because I'm pretty sure he can't run uphill. And I kept saying, slow down, buddy slow down. It's okay to go slow because you can go longer when you go slow. And he just did not want to believe me. No. And I walk up on you and he's at the side of the road going, I need to breathe. He's yelling, break, break. I'm like, you can break. I don't need a break because I'm going slow. That's it. Yes. So number one, strong women don't give up. What's number two? What else do we not do? Listen to our negative self-talk. Oh, she is so annoying. That woman is just ridiculous and so convincing sometimes. So true. So don't believe what she says when she says you can't do something or when she says you're not smart enough or strong enough or worthy enough or whatever enough. The whatever, the enough word needs to be removed from your vocabulary. And when that's spoken to you by your negative self-talk, you need to dismiss it. You need to get rid of it. That whole idea of self-talk, I always think of Dr. Zoe on this one because I feel like she's really an expert in helping us understand why we need good self-talk and how to get away from bad self-talk. So I'll make sure I put some links in the show notes um, specifically from her. But this is definitely something we all struggle with. Um, I think something she's taught us is the person we talk to the most is ourselves. The voice we hear the most is our own. And we really have to filter those messages that we allow to um, be on repeat. I, I catch myself at time myself. See, there's both of us, me and the, <laughs> me and the negative one. Um, I catch myself sometimes thinking something ridiculous and negative. And now I can say, oh, this is my negative self loop that's on repeat. And I can manually, like almost like it's the 80s little, you know, Walkman press the stop button and say, no, I've got to stop doing that. I am who I am for a reason. I'm going to be bold and just be you. Like I always tell myself uh -huh. and, and I have great things about me and to sit here and let myself focus on negative lies is not doing anybody any good. It's not. Now, Julie, let's do a caveat on this one too. That doesn't mean that we can do everything because we have our own weaknesses mm -hmm. or we have our own, you know, you may be Let's just talk academics. You may be amazing at English, but you're really bad at math. You know, you may be really good in some areas, but not as good in others. We need to understand who we are and not let that diminish you, mm -hmm. but just focus on your strengths and build your weaknesses in any way you can, make them better, better improve yourself, but know that take the best of what you are and that's what you're going to grow without ignoring what you're not able to do. Okay, the third thing strong women don't do is say yes to everything. Oh, you mean I'm not supposed to do everything? You're really not. I'm not supposed to clean the house, 
follow the no. career path and uh, cook all the meals and pay all the bills. Homeschool the children. Don't forget that one. Oh, yeah, the children. Somewhere <laughs> the children. Okay. I'm not supposed to say yes to absolutely everything and everything within all of those areas. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So that was confusing. <laughs> Yes, correct. This is, I mean, this is right up there on number one struggles for women. So it's one we have to practice. And once we start practicing the act of saying no, it becomes kind of exciting to be like, I'm actually going to say no to that thing. Okay. Look at me. I'm so strong. I just wish you could see Julie's face right now. <laughs> it's like it's all like, lit up. <laughs> yeah, it's all lit up. It's like, oh, this is wonderful. But it's true. It You're is. so right. It's kind of a release that you really aren't responsible for everything in life. You, you choose what you do and you set your priorities, but that doesn't mean say yes to everything. That doesn't mean with your kid's life that you're going to be the room mother even though you work a 60-hour week. Um, that doesn't mean that you are going to do your housekeeping when you work and actually you could probably budget a housekeeper. Okay, don't do everything. Well, and I think something to remember here, it's kind of like what we just talked about with the negative self-talk. We're not good at everything. <laughs> so like, it's a good idea yeah, to true. outsource the things you're not good at and let somebody who is good at those things step in. We love to serve, right? Yes. We as nurturers, we love to do things for people. So this is something I've learned from you. When we say yes to everything, we actually rob somebody else of the opportunity to do something that they might be better at and everyone would enjoy their version of it better and they would get the benefit of you know using their gifts but instead we're trying to be high and mighty and do it all and we take someone else's blessing to do their part agreed absolutely and i do think you know i say go hire a housekeeper well you may not have that within your budget but you know what you can ask for help you can share responsibility with friends. You can say to some of your community of girlfriends that, hey, I got an idea. Every Saturday, we're going to cook a bunch of food and we're going to freeze it. And then all week long, we'll have meals and we'll be able to hang out together on Saturday mornings and we'll have meals all week long. I think you did that, Julie, didn't you? I did do it for a season and it was very fun. The kids played together. My friend and I got time together, and then the rest of the week, my food was just in the fridge waiting for me to eat it. See, there's outs for everything. So when you decide what your priorities are, then just change it up and ask other people to help or join you with you in a new invention on how to accomplish things. This goes back to in the very beginning, you said something that you are trying to stop doing is fixing everyone else's problems. Sometimes we feel the burden of, like you said, fixing other people's problems. And we want to um, be their person and their therapist and their helper and all the things. And then they're not getting the help that they need. And we think we're being super Christian helper, you know, love, encourager, all the things. And we're actually carrying somebody's emotional burden that is not ours to carry. And then they never get free of the thing. So I want us to not only think about saying yes to chores and tasks and responsibilities, but also kind of like you said, letting other people do their own, you know, life heart work. Sometimes we forget to step back on that. We do. And it's freeing as well, Julie, when you realize that's not your burden to carry. Julie, number four is something my aunt said to me my entire life. Don't sweat the small stuff. There you go. 
a strong woman. Wait, what was her name again? I feel like I should know your aunt's name by now. Aunt Jane. Auntie oh. Jane. She's, Maybe you've never said Jane. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Oh, she's she was the rock of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I've talked about struggles with my mom. Mm-hmm. My aunt was my rock. And she would come in and say, darling, don't sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. We get so fixated on the little things in life that it starts unnerving us or mm-hmm. distracting from the things that should matter. Mm-hmm. I don't like to sweat anyway. I mean, unless <laughs> I'm working out. Do you like to sweat? I don't know that I've ever seen you sweat. I, I don't work out, but I generally don't sweat. I think it's something wrong with me. I'm not sure, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were going to be like, I don't sweat. I glisten. Are you one of those? <laughs> no. <laughs> me neither. I, oh, I sweat on, profusely. Come on, Julie. Am I the glitter girl in this room? I don't think so. Well, I actually don't like glitter. No. It's really messy and it like gets on everything. Yeah, but you like sparkle. Yes, sparkle is different. Okay. Okay, we're not sweating the small stuff. So for number five, strong women don't set unrealistic expectations. Huh. That's like, you know, taking everything on or listening to self negative self-talk, I think we all set unrealistic expectations for ourselves and for the people around us. Yeah, it's that whole we're always seeking perfection in whatever we do and whatever the people around us do. (laughs) And that's a real relationship killer. It's a real, you know, self-growth killer. No one is ever going to be perfect. No. So if you think you're perfect in your career or job, if you think you're perfect in your home or in your relationships or even your parenting, newsflash, you're not. That doesn't mean you're not amazing and great and wonderful. It just means none of us are perfect. None of us are going to do it all right, say the right things, do the right things. We're going to get it wrong sometimes. And we need to be okay with that. We need to go, that's not a bad thing. That's part of life growth. Yeah, it's that whole idea of, you know, progress is more important than perfection. And sometimes progress is little, tiny, tiny, tiny baby steps. And sometimes progress is holding ground and not going backwards. But in our minds, we always have to be doing more faster and better, stronger. But we've got to kind of let that go. And we've also got to be free of letting other people put expectations on us. And that can be hard for us as ladies as well. We want to make everyone else in our life happy with what we do or don't do. And we're willing to, you know, kind of mold ourselves to somebody else's expectations. And that is just the opposite of what we as grit and grace women really want to do. We want to be who we are supposed to be. Absolutely. And you're right. We don't want to hold other people to it as well, including our children, Hmm. including our children. My daughter, one of my daughters is a school teacher and we were trying to get my grandson to work on his letters. And we kept saying, practice makes perfect, and practice makes perfect. And she said, no, mom, practice makes progress. Mm -hmm. You will never be perfect. And I went, that's great. Mm -hmm. I like that because even with our children, we need to go, we want you to be better, but we don't expect you to be perfect. That's a good, simple little tweak that I need to remember, especially with Lincoln picking up school again after that last teacher he had was not very good. Let's be clear, it was me. (laughs) I am not bashing his kindergarten teacher at the first one. It was that second one that really just toward the end was definitely not a perfectionist. We'll give her that. Let's give all the moms who just went, have just gone through or are still in the middle of the COVID education platform, we're going to say, 
Don't expect perfection. Grace Just upon grace. Grace upon grace <laughs> upon grace upon grace. We're giving you a pass. That is our new banner for COVID education. Absolutely. Practice makes progress. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the sixth thing strong women don't do is they don't doubt their worth. Mm. Ever? No, that's not true. We can't say ever because... For any of them. (laughs) No. Again, we're not perfect. Okay. So we can't say we never doubt it. We may see that we do fail at some things or we cannot get something mastered that we want to. Um, So it tends to nip at us and say, well, that means you aren't good enough or you're not worthy of whatever you're trying to accomplish. You must not have what it takes. That's not true. Your worth is not on the circumstances or the individual moment. Your worth is honestly starts with you were created by a loving God. We have to start there. And that makes you a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. You may be a masterpiece in progress. You're working toward it, but that's, that's who you are. We don't want you to ever doubt that you are that refined gem the rough edges may just not be off yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think this is something that we talk a lot about at Grit and Grace because it's it's something that women struggle with a lot. It's, you know, one of the top things people come to our site and put in the search box, you know, how do I know who I am or how do I get my identity? And it's just so innate in us to think that who we are is based on what we do and what we do should be an outflow of who we are. And like you said, God made us. Therefore, we have incredible inherent worth and value that can't be taken from us, but it can be tapped into and used to, you know, do incredible things. And it's that just that shift. It seems tiny and maybe even insignificant, but you know, letting your doing flow out of your being is the flip-flop that really makes a true strong woman. And figuring out how not to let someone else affect your self-worth. And I think women find themselves very often in a place where especially a a man can make you feel so much less than you are. He can make you doubt, am I good enough really because he doesn't love me like I think I need to be loved? He won't commit to me in the way that I think I deserve, but maybe it's okay. Maybe maybe the way he's treating me is all right. Or maybe the situation we find ourselves in, you know, he probably really cares. So, you know, maybe I'm asking too much. Maybe I'm expecting too much. Or maybe I'm not good enough to be loved the way that I should be loved. Okay, I'm just going to say that's a bunch of crap, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just know, it's it. heartbreaking to hear that because I've, I've felt and thought those things. I know. It's so easy to get there. And then once you get there, you're right back at number two. That self-loop just goes on repeat. So if you're hearing that statement and you're thinking, uh-oh, they're reading my mail that I have stacked on my desk. <laughs> well, yeah, and ladies, you're not alone. Exactly. I mean, our Ask Dr. Zoe column gets so many questions all around this. Mm-hmm. We're it telling must be me you that he's not. That he's not. It's me. It's got to be me. What am I doing wrong? Why am I not meeting his needs? Why does he not love me enough to marry me or make that commitment or take the next step? Whatever it is that he's not doing that you feel he should be, this is not on you. Yeah. This is not on you. You are worthy of being loved. You are worthy of being treasured. You are worthy of being respected. You are worthy of being lauded and admired and treasured. You are worthy of that. Anything less than that is not on you. It's on him. Yep. 
It is on him. So we're telling you right now, don't believe that about yourself. Okay, real quick. If you need more on that whole conversation, you need to go back to episode 140 with Dr. Zoe on the Forever Fiance, and I will definitely put some links to questions that we've answered or articles around that topic because we know it's a big deal and we know some of you are struggling with it, and we want to help you move past that. Speaking of moving past, let's get to the number seven thing that strong women don't do. They don't let fear stop them. Boom. So easy. Ready? Done. Close her up. What's the quote? Just kidding. How do we do that? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not that we're not saying you don't experience fear. We're not saying that the emotions aren't there. We're saying, but it doesn't stop you. It may make you pause. It may make you hesitate. It may make you rethink. But if it's something that you need to do, it can't stop you. Because fear is a paralyzer. Fear is a destroyer. Fear is, it just stops you from doing the things that you should be doing. Fear is destructive. Fear is not instructive. Caution, that's instructive. Concern, that's instructive. Fear is not. So don't feel shame if you sometimes feel fear. A lot of times, you know, like you said, it's instructive. It needs to give us a reason to maybe strategize, (laughs) slow down. Some of us are, you know, a little too quick at things and we need to think (laughs) for a second and maybe not run into where the bear is going to attack us. I don't know. I'm just thinking that as we're literally on a mountain where there are bears everywhere, but, and she is out running. (laughs) I did get in one section and I was like, I think this is where the bears eat me. I'm going to turn around. (laughs) Um, and yeah, so everyone experiences fear. I think sometimes We just are so critical of ourselves that if we have any negative emotion, we think, again, I'm bad, I'm not enough. Everyone is fearful sometimes, but then it's how you choose to respond to it. Do you reach out for help? Do you pause and strategize? Do you go to the Lord and say, I'm feeling these things. What is the truth I need to know in this moment? Sometimes that's the biggest thing you can do to stop fear is just to take a minute and be honest and say, God, I am freaking out right now. What is it that I need to know from you to be able to either move on or to step forward or to just stop and find a new direction? And I think sometimes, Julie, reaching out when you're fearful, I think we're scared to tell someone else that we know we need to take this next step, whatever that is, but we are fearful. We are scared to do it. It may be a job. It may be ending a relationship. It may be, you know, dealing with your children who you need to quit helping out because it's not really helping them, but you're afraid. You're afraid of what will happen next. And I think finding the right person to go, here's what I'm facing. Here are my fears. Just start starting place talk me through them mm-hmm. talk me through them and help me sort through what fears are real what fears may be not real or exaggerated and what the end is that i want and how do i get there okay so i love that we just took some time to unpack some things we get to put on a list and not do Right? Because doesn't it feel like our life is full of all of our to-do lists that I got to do this, 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 and this, and then I have to do these 47 other things. Yes. Today, we've talked about seven things we don't have to do, even though our brains sometimes tell us this is what we have to be doing. As a community of strong women, we have decided we are not going to do these. We are not going to give up. We're not going to listen to our negative self-talk. 
Not gonna say yes to everything. Say it with me now. No. No, thank you. I don't have time for that. (laughs) We're not gonna sweat the small stuff. We're not going to set or keep unrealistic expectations. We are not going to doubt our worth and we are not going to let fear stop us. And this is how we live that grit and grace life. Okay, Dar, I found this on social media and I thought it went with this show perfectly to wrap us up. Okay. Things to let go at the end of the day. Perfectionism, limiting beliefs, toxic people, bras and pants. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a keeper, yes. (laughs) We'll catch you next week on This Grit and Grace Life. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by The Grit and Grace Project. Whether you're listening in Apple, Spotify, or streaming somewhere else, be sure to subscribe and review so you never miss an upcoming episode. You can also share this episode with a friend you think might enjoy living a grit and grace life with us, or share us in your social media and tag us. Every week, we share all the details of what we discussed at our website, gritandgracelife.com. We'll catch you on the next one.